0: Well good morning. In case you missed it, Merry Christmas. We're glad to see you today and I realize that the day after Christmas is always a off day for church services. Uh, people are gone and visiting other places. And to be honest with you, when I woke up this morning I had to remind myself it was Sunday. <laughs> it's like two Sundays in a in a row you know two days in a row that's Sunday but uh, we're glad that you're here this morning let me uh, share something with you that is beginning this week as uh, Jonathan mentioned it a minute ago but these books are available they're all over the building in different places it's a study that we're going to do as a church and it's titled, Return to Me. Those are the words of God when He said to His people, return unto me and I will return unto you. And starting next Sunday in our Sunday school time, from the fifth grade on up through all the senior classes, we're going to be studying this. I want you to pick up one of these books today. And tomorrow, I want you to begin right in the very front of it. Read at least through page seven. And then be with us in Sunday School next Sunday at 9.45. And we'll be challenged by what's taking place in this book. Next Sunday will just be the introductory session. And uh, we hope that you will take advantage of this if you say, well, I, I can't come to Sunday school, but I'd like to have one of the books. Good, take it. Just reading through it and just working through it. There are lessons each week, five days a week, that you'll be asked to take your Bible and sit down with God and spend time in prayer and study of the scriptures. And you fill in the blanks as you go through, as, as it ask you questions and things. And then when we come together in class, we're going to discuss what God has said to us during these studies. So it's going to be a challenging time. And as I told each of the classes this morning, the devil will show up too. He'll try to stop it. But we must stand firmly in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me move on this morning. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas and got to meet with your family and friends and do whatever you do on Christmas. I know that our family uh, really enjoyed being together yesterday. Kind of a long day but we enjoyed it. Take your Bibles this morning and turn to Matthew chapter 26. We're continuing on uh, preaching through this passage of Scripture. Jesus had just uh, Talked to his disciples and had shared with them, instituted the Lord's Supper. We observed that last Sunday morning. It, it's amazing to me how these passages of Scripture, and I, I'm not planning it this way, it's just a God thing. That God planned it. I, you know, back when I started this series of messages back last February, and incidentally, I. Uh, A year ago this Sunday, I preached my first time here in this church, the Sunday after Christmas. Don't seem like a year, but it's been been a year. But as God led me to begin preaching out of Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church. And we've continued on with that. But it's amazed me how that on these special occasions like the Lord's Supper, that the passage of Scripture that was right before us, that it, that's what it covered. And I, I've been amazed at how God has kept us in the, this tension between Christmas and the death of Jesus, that we've celebrated both and we, we've studied about both. Here in verse 30, would you stand with us as we read the Word of God? Matthew chapter 26 and verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. I closed the service out last Sunday with that verse of Scripture. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise said all the disciples." Would you pray with me? Father, as we stand in your presence today, we thank you for the privilege just to be in the house of the Lord. We thank you for your blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you that you allowed us to be with our families and our friends and, and to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And Father, as we move forward now, and Lord, as we come back to study about Jesus and who he is and what he did for us, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will just take charge in this service today. And Lord, that you will... Help us to search our hearts. And Father, as we enter into this study of returning to you, that Lord, that you will guide and direct us every step of the way. I pray that you'll put a hedge about us, O Lord, and protect us from the attacks of Satan as he will come upon us. Father, we pray today. Lord, that you would be glorified and magnified in this service. And I pray today, if there's one among us that's lost, that this will be that wonderful day that you will speak to their heart and they'll come to know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Maybe there's people here today who have drifted away from you. But Lord, today we pray that they'll return. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you and be seated, please. Have you ever found yourself failing Jesus? I'm sure that if you've lived for the Lord very long, you'd have to say, yes, I failed Jesus. Has there been times that you've stumbled and maybe even fallen, and perhaps even stopped serving the Lord for a while? Well, I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that that happens quite frequently among we Christians. That we fail the Lord from time to time. We stumble and we fall. And we see this in this passage of Scripture here today. You'll notice in chapter 26 that there is a a, a parallel between Jesus and Peter. We'll see Peter many times this passage of scripture but we'll also Jesus many times this passage of scripture uh, Matthew wrote it that way but here we see them leaving that upper room they sang that hymn and they went out in Kidron Valley over to the Mount of Olives Now, if you want to read what took place while they were going from the upper room to the Mount of Olives, you can turn to the book of John and read chapters 15, 16, and 17 where you'll find that Jesus instructed them and it was there where he told them about the Holy Spirit would come and it was there that that, uh, they learned many things and Jesus prayed that high priestly prayer for his disciples in John 17. And all this happened between the upper room and what's about to take place on the Mount of Olives. Jesus said something to them. And I I want us to think about the predictions that Jesus made here in verse 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, all of his disciples, all except one, and that was Judas. He had gone out to betray Jesus. Then saith Jesus unto them, all you shall be offended because of Me this night." Time is drawing so near now. Jesus knew that this would be His last night with His Apostles. He knew that there was something terrible that was going to happen. But He says to them, all you shall be offended because of me this night." That word offended its the Greek word scandalizo. and it means to stumble. It means to fall. It means to be a failure. Jesus said, all of you, you're going to be offended. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to feel like a failure. That's a prediction. You shall be offended because of me this night. They were followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were the chosen ones that he had chosen. But yet he's telling them this. He's predicting what is going to happen. And he tells them why. And it's another prediction he says for it is written and he quotes from Zechariah chapter 13 and verse 7 it is written I will smite the Shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad his prediction is that all of them will fall away all of them will be uh, the Shepherd will be smitten and he's the Shepherd He's talking about he's going to die and the flock will be scattered. That little group of 12 men that had followed him for three, three and a half years, Jesus is predicting you're going to scatter, you're going to run, but I want you to notice Peter, He'll pop up here time and time again. But Jesus gives a promise in verse 2, just to keep it in order here. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. That's a promise that Jesus made. He, uh, he made that uh, statement that he was going to be smitten. He was going to die. But he also makes a, a promise here, after I am risen again. I will go before you into Galilee. Let's leave that verse and come back to it a little later. Peter. Peter, that rambunctious disciple. Peter, the one who always had his foot in his mouth, so to speak. Peter. Peter begins to speak. And I want us to notice the pride in Peter's voice as he speaks. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of you, yet will I never be offended. Jesus You just said that we're all going to be offended. You just said we're all going to stumble. We're all going to fall. Well, they may do it, but not me. Do you hear the pride in his voice? Do you see it in his face as he stands there before Jesus and literally saying to Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. You see, he compared himself with others. Do we often do that? Well, I don't do what they do. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, And they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. The Bible tells us that that's a foolish thing to do. That when we compare ourselves to someone else, and of course we always compare ourselves and say, I'm better than they are. Look at them. Yeah, they stumble, they fall, but not me. Mm-mm. That was Peter's attitude. And no doubt it's our attitude many times. That we get cocky, we get, we get so filled up with pride. We think, I can't stumble. I can't fall. I'm, I'm the best disciple that God has in this whole wide world. But notice what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Jesus said, Peter, I'm going to tell you the truth. Before morning comes, this night, before the rooster crows in the morning, this night, you shall deny me three times. You've read the story, haven't you? How that Peter Followed Jesus afar off into the high priest's palace and he sat out there uh, uh, around the fire with those who were trying to crucify Jesus. And he sat out there that night and a, a young woman comes by and she said, well, you're one of his followers. No, not me. She comes by again and says something. Yeah, your speech betrays you. You're from Galilee. Not me again she says something to him and he denies it the third time just like Jesus said but here hear what he says in verse 35 Peter said unto him though I should die with you yet I will not deny you Peter didn't consider his own heart. You know, a lot of times people tell us or we tell other people, well, just follow your heart. Your heart's not the best thing to follow. Listen to what the Scripture says in verse in Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Following your heart will lead you astray. You see, Peter didn't understand his own heart. No doubt in his mind, he thought, I would never deny Jesus. Jesus had said in one place, that if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father which is in heaven. Peter never thought that he would be the one who would deny Jesus. But Jesus said, Peter, before that rooster crows in the morning, you're going to deny me three times. Peter says, Lord, if I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. You ever make statements like that? You ever think that in your mind? I'd never do that. The Bible says, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Peter would lift it up in pride. I think one of the biggest things that is happening in our world today is that we have become a prideful people. Pride has been displayed. Pride has been promoted as a good thing. But you read in the Bible you'll find out that God doesn't like pride. Pride is a sinful thing. Pride goeth before destruction, the Bible says. In other words, it goes just in front of it. Just immediately following pride is destruction. Notice what Peter did here. He contradicted Christ. Peter, this night before the cock crow, You're going to deny me three times. Oh, no, Lord. Though I should die with you, I would not deny you. And notice what his actions did in the last part of verse 35. Likewise, also said all the disciples. As he contradicted Jesus there, The other disciples joined in he had influenced them in a bad way and they all joined with peter and instead of believing jesus they believed peter we live in a world today that is so influential we have people today that they call influencers and they get on facebook and other media things and they influence people all around this world. They give you their thoughts and their opinions and theirs is what really matters, you see, so they think. But do you know we as Christians really need to be influencers in the world? That we need to influence people with good. We need to influence people with the Bible and the Word of God and say, thus saith the Lord. Don't be afraid and ashamed to stand on what the Word of God says. The Word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two edged sword. And it cuts and it divides asunder right down between spirit and soul. You know the story about Peter. We'll we'll get into it in more detail in weeks to come. How that he denied Jesus. And how that he was sitting there in that courtyard when the rooster crowed. And I believe it's Luke that tells us just as that rooster crowed, they were leading Jesus out to take him to, to Herod, to be tried before Herod. And when that rooster crows, The Bible tells us that Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And oh, can you imagine what that must have done in Peter's heart? For him just a a few minutes or a few hours before to be swearing that he would not deny Jesus. And then there in the courtyard he swore that he didn't know Jesus. And Jesus turns and looks at Him. I believe that every time that you and I deny our Lord Jesus Christ, that every time that we stumble and fall, Jesus sees it. Jesus knows about it. Many times the Holy Spirit of God will come and speak to our hearts and say, You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said that. as I've studied this this week. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what is it you want us to learn from this? And the Lord shared with me some lessons and I want to share them with you. They're not all bad lessons. There's some good lessons to be found here. The first lesson that I gained from this was that pride is dangerous. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride precedes destruction. A haughty spirit precedes a fall. A haughty spirit means we're depending on self. Pride says, look what I can do. Humility says, look what God can do. There's a world of difference. Second lesson is that we don't really know our own hearts. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Wow. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. we don't know our own hearts. No doubt Peter thought, man, I'd never do those things, but yet he did. A third lesson that I learned, repentance puts us right with God. At the end of this chapter, the very last verse, this is what it says about Peter. Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter remembered that. God brought that to his memory. And it says, And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter repented. He knew he had done wrong. His intentions may have been good, but he failed to see that the devil can help you do some things sometimes and cause you to do some things sometimes. He went out and wept bitterly. And I think this is the best lesson that I learned from this, that God doesn't kick us out just because we fall. A lot of times people give up. The devil wants to tell us, now you've failed, you've fallen, you've stumbled. You know God will never forgive you of that. You might as well go ahead and live the way you want to live. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar and the father of the lie and he loves to lie to us and he loves for us to believe his lies the word of god is truth pilate asked jesus what is truth and the bible says the word of god is truth you want to know truth Get into the Bible. Read the Bible. Believe the Bible. Now let's think about this for a minute. God doesn't kick us out just because we fall. Mark 16, verse 7, records this about Jesus. And this is after Jesus arose from the dead. And he says this, Go, tell his disciples and Peter. Notice he singles out Peter. Go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said unto you. I said we'd come back to that verse where Jesus said, After I'm risen, I'll go before you into Galilee. Galilee was the area that all of these disciples or these apostles of Jesus was from. Peter, James, John, they all lived right around the Sea of Galilee. Some of them were Jesus' relatives. And Jesus said, after I've risen, I'll go before you into Galilee. I'm going to meet you there. Now, he appeared in several places before he went to Galilee. He even appeared to Peter before he went to Galilee. But I want to remind you what he did when he went to Galilee. John records this for us. Peter and the other disciples, they were fishermen before they turned to Jesus. And Peter says, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll go with you. And they got out there and they fished all night long and they didn't catch a thing. Now these men were experienced fishermen. They knew what they were doing, but yet they didn't catch a fish. In the morning, as they were headed back towards shore, they look over on the shore, and there's a fire built up on the shore, and there's a a figure of a man standing there. And one of them recognized that it, was the, that it was Jesus. And he said, it's the Lord. And Jesus said to them, have you caught anything? And they said, no. And he said, well, cast your net on the right side. And they, they said, Lord, we fished all night and we haven't caught anything. But nevertheless, your word, and that's important, At God's word, at your word, we will cast the nets out again. We're tired, we're hungry, we fished all night, we haven't caught a thing. But just because you tell us to, Jesus, we're going to throw those nets out one more time. And they threw them out there like Jesus said to do. And there were so many fish caught in them that they couldn't pull them into the boat and their boats began to sink. But Peter looked over on the shore and he saw Jesus. And he evidently had stripped down to bare minimum. And the Bible says he he put his coat around him and he dived in the water and he swam to shore. And Jesus was there and Jesus had breakfast fixed for them. And they had to go get another boat to get all those fish in. And after breakfast, Jesus calls Peter over. And he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, well, I want you to feed my sheep. And he asked him again, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you? He said, well, feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? The third time Peter said Lord you know all things you know that I love you and he said well I want you to shepherd my sheep you see Jesus didn't kick him out Jesus had work for him to do it was Peter who preached the first sermon on the day of Pentecost that day 40 days later when Pentecost had rolled around it was Peter who preached to over 3,000 people there that day and told them about the risen Savior and thousands of people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior In Acts chapter 4, you'll find Peter boldly testifying about Jesus before the leaders in Jerusalem. They threatened him and told him not to preach in that name anymore, but they just went out and preached it and more. It was Peter who was the one leading the way. It was Peter who was the first to carry the Gospel to the Gentiles. You remember the story there in Acts chapter 10 about Cornelius, that Roman soldier, how he was having a prayer meeting in his home and how the Lord came upon the scene and the Lord told him to send to Joppa. that There was a man there by the name of Peter and said, he'll tell you what you need to know. And Peter was there at Joppa Simon's house and he would went up on the rooftop to pray a while and to commune with the Lord while lunch was being fixed. And he falls into a trance while he's up there and he sees a vision of these men these Gentiles coming and inviting him to go and they appear at the door while he's having that vision and he goes down and talks to them And they tell him that Cornelius, who is a good man and a righteous man, said he sent us to bring you to tell him the truth. And Peter goes with them. They invite him into their home. And there he preaches the gospel. And the Gentiles believe. Someone beside a Jew now comes to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. When Peter gets back to Jerusalem, they call him into account over that because he had gone into the home of a low-down Gentile and ate with them. And he shared with them what God did there. It was Peter who authored two books in the New Testament, First and Second Peter, They tell us that the book of Mark, that Peter was probably the one that Mark interviewed and wrote the things that he wrote about Jesus in the book of Mark. It was Peter, that one who had fallen, that one who had failed. That one who had stumbled. That one that criticized what Jesus had to say. But yet the Lord didn't kick him out. He welcomed him and used him for the glory of God. And here's the major thing that all of us need to learn. The Lord can use anyone, even those who fail Him. Would you say amen to that? I failed Him. No doubt each of us have failed Him. We've stumbled, we've fallen, but please don't stay down. Please don't run away from the Lord. Please do what Peter did weep bitterly over our failures let jesus forgive us let him cleanse us let him use us for the glory of god during this invitation time perhaps the lord has spoken to your heart about just coming and praying here at this altar we invite you to come Maybe you're lost today and you, you want to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We invite you to come today. The Holy Spirit is inviting you to come. Trust Jesus. You say, Well, preacher, I've fallen. I've failed. I, it's been so long since I've been close to God. Well, don't let it be any longer. Come today, come now. That's what the Bible says. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as wool. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be as the snow. God's wanting to cleanse us today. Would you stand with us out of reverence to the Word of God and to the Lord Jesus Christ and bow your head in a moment of prayer. Father, we just want to praise you today. We want to give you thanks, Lord though we stumble and fall. We fail you in so many ways, Lord. You still love us. And Lord, when we will turn to you in true repentance, you will truly restore us. And Lord, we'll be useful to you again. Father, we pray that you will be glorified You'll be magnified in and through this time of invitation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.